Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight, I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, Mike. Uh, hello, welcome to uh, Ringside Fracas. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by uh, three of our regulars. We've got Jude, Samson, Dapo. How are you doing, gentlemen? All bless, all bless. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah really good. good. Thank you. Yeah, thank Sam, you. I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. I wasn't going to ask this time. Yeah, <laughs> never do. Never do. And uh, we've got a very special guest with us today. Uh, we've got Boxing Talk with Ade. How are you doing, Ade? I love that, you know, a very special guest. I feel good now hearing that. <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm sure you get it all the time. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're, you're joining us with your, your world-famous green chair. That's the only reason really, we really invited you on. Wait, yeah. I just wanted to see the chair, yeah, in, the chair. In, in person. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't. Now that we've seen it, we you, you can go now. Done, yeah, done. Just, <laughs> just leave the mic on the chair. And then you <laughs> <laughs> just talk from talk from over there. <laughs> yeah yeah obviously you can go if you if you don't subscribe to box and talk with day on youtube please go and do that right this instance and if you're listening on the podcast you know do that white in as well um if you uh obviously if you don't follow us on uh on twitter we're at ringside fracas on twitter you know we're on apple spotify so um no excuse for you to not leave us a review really five star review only so make sure you do that and uh, use the hashtag RingsideFrackers on, on Twitter as well. Guys, let's get cracking because there's a lot to talk about, right? There's a lot oh, to talk about. Yeah. We did the live stream on um, Saturday for, you know, most of the fights. It was yeah. most of the fights, right? We, yeah, yeah. We, we did like good four or five of them. And it was a really enjoyable evening on, on Discord. We went live to YouTube as well. Really, really enjoyable. So thank you to everyone that did tune in. Um, look, there's only one place to start. Ade, I'm going to go with you. I know you probably spoke all week about this fight, but um, just how did you feel um, after, you know, White's masterclass? I'm going to call it a masterclass, personally, because I thought he was absolutely mm. fantastic. Um, but mm. Ade, let me get your thoughts on, on the Dillian White victory. Yeah, yeah. He Look, he was good. I mean, you've got to understand, going into the fight, this is a guy where his promoter was saying, look, everything's on the line, right? He loses and he goes way back. 
Um, you know what it's like as well. If you're a pay-per-view fighter and you lose back-to-back fights that you're not supposed to lose, that no one thinks you're going to lose, you, you can't come back as a pay-per-view fighter. You've got to come back as a regular Saturday night fighter. That means your check is cut in half. So there's a lot of pressure on Dillian White going into that fight mentally. He spoke after about him not seeing his newborn kid as well for a few months. So there's a lot riding on that fight. I mean, everyone has spoken about Dylan White and that WBC shot, but he wants to be in the mix with AJ and Fury and potentially a Wilder or a Ruiz fight. He loses that fight or he doesn't look good. I mean, look, there's so many fights you can make in the heavyweight division, but money talks in the top four or five fights. He loses it. He loses a lot. So I think it was a good performance. It really was. Look, I, I feel like I know where Dillian White is in these terms of his limitations. A lot of people have sort of spoken and said um, he still looked a bit off balance and he does this and he does that. Dillian White's not going to be a clean, pure boxer like a Lewis Ortiz. That's not Dillian White. Dillian White's gonna, a guy that's going to go in there, rough, rugged, get the job done. And I thought he looked good. Uh, I mean, at the same time, I have to be honest with you, I thought Povetkin looked really bad, like really bad. I mean, Povetkin's legs looked like they were gone from the first 20 seconds. I mean, this guy still looks like he had COVID walking Sam, into the what ring. What did he say when he was walking in? What did Honestly, he say, like, it was like, it's the, this looked like a guy that had COVID, but you know what? The check was too good. I can't turn down the fight again. and walked in, but look, huge respect to Dylan. It's a big win. It puts him right back in the mix and that's all he can do. What What was your, um, what was your uh, initial thoughts like going into the fight? Like, did you have any predictions going into the fight? Did you, did you think Dylan was going to win? Yeah, I said on my stream that I thought Dylan would win by round five. I said, I said, I think Dylan One's going to win. But I, look, I was concerned. If a guy gets knocked out the way Dylan White got knocked out, you have to be concerned for that guy. Like, I've always said that I felt Dylan White's punch resistance is starting to wane a little bit. I mean, I've looked at a lot of Dylan White's fights in the last <laughs> couple of years. And Dylan White takes a lot of punishment, you know. Oscar Rivas, punishment. Uh, Derek Chisora, punishment. Joseph Parker. I mean, you can go back. Hellenius took some shots as well. So Dylan White takes shots. And you can't be taking shots from the big boys like that. So I was a bit nervous that if Dylan White gets touched, there could be a problem. But um, look, we didn't really even see him get touched because the performance was so good. One thing Dylan White has, which is very deceptive, is really long hands and levers. Like for a guy of his stature, he's got a massive reach. And I think he done well to keep Povetkin out of that reach and just land a couple of big stingy rights. Very wild though, Dylan White is. like mm-hmm. He sometimes swings a bit like Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. But when he fits on his shots, very, very solid. No, 100%. Um, Jade Samson, D- Dapo, you were in the live stream with me. Yeah, uh, Life of Bodges is correct. We were sh- we were shitting oh, it a bit. We were shitting oh, it a bit, especially like, when those windmills were coming in and we were like, oh, oh fucking hell, Dylan. I had faith in my guy. Unfortunately, I said he was going to get the win between round seven and nine and he got it a lot earlier. I don't know why I went that late, but I knew Dylan was going to win. Like Again, from the first fight, Dylan was dominating. Dylan dropped him twice. Dylan was on on the way to win that fight comfortably till he got caught. So yeah. if any, for me, it was just like all he had to do was what he was doing before. But then this time, Povetkin's got COVID. He's delayed the fight twice. He's another year older. And when you're like 41, 42, an extra year is going to age you more than when you're like 30, 31. So he's 42 years old. He's had COVID and he got battered the first fight. I was like, this is a Dylan pick for me. It was a no-brainer. Um, what I will say, though, is because I've been saying this in a group chat as well, I feel like Dylan's good at taking side shots. If you hit Dylan in the side of the head, he can take that. He's good. But AJ destroyed his chin. Is For uppercuts, AJ, complete, after that knockout, he seems so susceptible. Like, when he gets hit with uppercuts, he, he always wobbles. And I'm always scared for Dylan, because especially when Dylan's trading, he's like, he's always... 
the way he blocks his shots is always so susceptible to those, to those uppercuts. And I was like, this is this could happen again, essentially. But I, I was confident. I feel like Dylan was going to win that. I wish I wish I, I picked, done an earlier pick so I'd be clear in the group chat in terms of um, the, the, the league table because I'm winning it right now, obviously. Because my I've done this up no, at every moment, you know. Every my prediction, he was waiting to bring my that predictions up. always come right. I'm just saying, that's why I'm winning. I'm just saying, sorry, guys. You're, you're like two points clear. No, I'm like six points clear of you, Lewis. Not of yeah. me. You certainly aren't six points clear of me. Whatever, I'm I'm top of the group. I'm top of the. Um, Wait, I think we might have to invite Ade into uh into our group chat so you can join <laughs> nah, the prediction. You know, yeah, I can't lie to you. I, I'd I'd rather not. My predictions are awful. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what is going on. Like, every time I, pre- I I predict something, the opposite happens. I'm happy that I got Dylan White by a round because my predictions are awful. Funny thing you said though, though, Judy, about sort of Dylan White dominating in the first fight. I didn't see that, you know, against Povetkin the first time round. If I'm honest with you, I thought Povetkin was doing some good work for Dylan White, uh, especially to the body. And look, yeah. I've never seen Dylan White, as much as we say Dylan White was going to go away comfortable, apart from maybe the Lucas Brown performance, and Lucas Brown's awful, I feel like Dylan White struggles all the time. Like I've always mm-hmm. said, like, for me, like, AGM Fury, yeah. And I've said that Dylan White is closer to the guys sort of four to ten than he mm-hmm. is to AGM Fury number one or two. Like, like Dylan White could fight Hergovic tomorrow. That's a close fight for me. Dylan White to fight Ruiz. These are all. I'll be scared of him for all these fights. Like I feel like Dylan White is so within that that kind of that bracket, and I put Povetkin in that bracket as well. So for me, yes, he was winning the fight, but I never thought like, oh, this is easy work. I never thought that. I thought like, Povetkin, Dylan White doesn't get rid of Povetkin. We know Povetkin will stay there unless you dent him, really dent him, like AJ did. So I didn't have it that comfortable. But I know what you mean. I thought he was winning it, but I didn't think he was winning it that comfortable. You know, it's for me. I, feel, I feel like um, Dylan White was winning the fight, and even if you go back to the first fight, he was in control of the fight. But at the same time, because we know what Dylan White brings, the second he gets tagged or or is hurt, he tries to fire back and he gets a bit reckless. Or at times, even when he is comfortable, he switches off and mm. starts a bit lazy. And when he does that, because of that, he he becomes defensively irresponsible and then gets yeah. hit with like he did the first time. So in the second fight now, I feel like luck to a degree, Povetkin's inability to be to come to 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 present the same fight that we saw a couple months ago helped because Dylan White at times was extremely reckless with mm-hmm. some of the shots through where and luckily for him, nobody in the boxing to say, you know, you miss you miss a shot, you, you have to pay. Yeah. There was many shots he didn't he didn't have to pay, where he threw a wild left hook, well out of balance, well out of reach. And nothing came back. And um, like Dapper was mentioned as well, before Povetkin got in that ring, I said, something's wrong with this guy, 100%. He was that <laughs> ring so gingerly. He was like, bro, you know, she began A&E, let alone the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, settle. You, you, I settled quite quickly when I saw that. I was like, this guy doesn't seem 100%. Didn't know why I should win this fight. But I still felt like, it's still what I said in the run-up to the fight um, every week up into it, is that Dylan White just needs to be more responsible. The minute he's responsible, he had control and his levers, like you said as well, where he kept him in the other jab and he was really, really stu- um, disciplined in his, in his attack. Didn't really give him the openings. It was fine. Mm. And this fight was, it was perfect. It was, it was punch perfect plus a lesson to pervert him. So it made life easier. Do, do you think, though, that... Um... You know, similarly to what you guys have just said about how, you know, um, Povetkin came out of the, you know, even in the ring world, looking at, not quite right, you know, not not quite right. Do you think do you think Dylan clocked onto that and thought, hmm, and then gave it that first round 
and then thought, you know what, this geezer ain't all that. He, he I can, I can go that. like hell for leather here and just let 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 the thing go basically and actually get him out of here early. I think I think actually just stuck to the game plan except for the bits where he got a bit reckless. He he pretty much stayed within that the the realms of what he's been told to stay within. It didn't seem. Apart from those wild one-off shots, he wasn't too irresponsible, and he kept so quiet, tucked up entirely to keep himself safe. No, I which... think he was actually quite desperate to get the Vatican out early, as early as he can, because he kept even after the fight, he kept repeating himself. Oh, I wish I would have got him out in the first round. I almost got him out in the first round. I knew I could have got him out in the first round. I feel like he knows that you know um, the fight can change at any moment, and getting your opponent out as quick as you can you know, obviously takes away that chance that they can get. So I think he's very, very aware of that. Certain fighters, I think, are aware of, you know, their weaknesses. And you know for what? Dylan White, you know, so I go ahead, Samson. You know what it is, yeah? Um, just to kind of double back on that, yeah? I feel like what Dylan White realised from the first fight was he had the opportunity to get him out of there and didn't take it. He kind of sat back and got easy. This time, the minute he seemed like he had him hurt, he tried to get him out of there. But he still yeah. stayed. That's what I mean by he was responsible, where he wasn't just trying to get him out of there from the get-go. It was okay, I've got you hurt, and I'm going to try to take you out and end the mm. fight. But then once he realised, okay, he he's not gone yet, he went back behind his jab and continued boxing again. Let me ask you guys a question, though. Um, I think we all agree that he looked good in this fight, right? Yeah. Compare compare Dylan, his other, like, his best performances. So <clears throat> maybe Joseph Parker, um, some of his other top performances that you, can, you guys can think. Where does this performance with Povetkin rank? The best. In those performances, you think? The best? Nah, I wouldn't say the best. It's the best know. because it's against the the best opponent, and I think this is um this is the most in control I've seen Dillian over the course of a whole fight. Nah, I, I might get killed for this. But me personally, I feel like this was like maybe a fifty percent for Povetkin. Yeah, because Which so I, many chances that Povetkin's bread and butter to capitalize on. But it's easy to say that afterwards. It's easy to say, oh, it's a fifty percent Povetkin afterwards. I think it's. I don't think that's giving Dillian White enough credit, personally. Yeah, I, I agree with Lewis here. I, I think we've got a guys. It's almost like what I said at the top. You've got to understand that he's going into the ring with a guy that knocked him out viciously. Um, <sighs> what nine months prior to that? So you, it's like with the AJ thing with Ruiz. You can't lose to that guy again. If yeah, you lose yeah, to that yeah, guy again, yeah. it's a big problem. So I think you've got to add. That's a massive weight on your shoulder. That's mm -hmm. why I would say it's his best performance, just because, not necessarily because it's Povetkin, but it's because it's against someone that knocked him out last time. So you, you know that guy can knock you out. It's almost like I was in Saudi Arabia for AJ um, Ruiz. AJ completely changed his style to beat Ruiz again. And this is why I got to rate Dylan White. Dylan White kept the same style, you know, that rough yeah. rugby. We're not going to try and box. We're going to go in there and be a wrecking machine and just kept to it. And I think he looked at Povetkin on the skills like a lot of us did and thought, what's this? No, yeah. I'm going to murder this man. I, honestly, what he looked at him like, you're done. Like, Povetkin mm. looked awful on the skills. Like, Povetkin looked, and look, I'm 40. I, I'm in better shape than Povetkin. Povetkin looked awful. <laughs> For a 41-year-old to look like that, it shocked me. Professional athlete. So, look, it wasn't a good Povetkin, but let's let's give Dylan White a bit of props. Again, you're going in there and you're fighting a guy that knocked you out. Even Lennox Lewis after he got beat by Hassan Rackman, had a had a fight in between. So you, it's, it's, it's risky sometimes. Not everyone rolls the dice straight away. Some people take their time, have a couple of gimme fights, and then boom, he went straight in there. So I've got to give him a bit of respect. No, all the credit to him, 100% in terms yeah, of... No, um, I definitely agree with that. But I think Lucas Brown was probably the best, like, Dylan White we've seen where he went in and dominated and controlled the fight and didn't look at any, any danger of, win of losing in terms of your question. fighting Lucas Brown, though. True. 
Very true. <laughs> this Povetkin with COVID, yeah, would still bash the shit out of Lucas Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. yeah no, no, for, real. for real. I mean, again, I mean, like, technically, I mean, you guys have seen the, the knockout, the first knockout. Technically, that's one of the best punches I've ever, like, that punch to put Dylan White to sleep was phenomenal. And Dylan White's going in, no, and this guy's technical. He's very, very smart. I mean, this guy has been boxing since he was 11. Olympic gold medalist, European, cha- as an amateur, European championship gold medalist. This guy's the real deal, you know, Povetkin. Only AJ and Klitschko have beaten him. And only AJ's put him to sleep. Like, this guy's real. So I think, look, yes, he was old and we get that. But 41 isn't, like, seriously old for a heavyweight, you know? Yeah, I mean, true. And AJ fought Klitschko, who was 41. Look at the shape he was in. Like, if you can keep yourself in good nick. I mean, look at Luis Ortiz, first time round against Wilder. He was in his 40s. So it's not that old. So, um, look, I'm not going to get too high on Dylan White because I still think there's a lot to work on with Dylan White. But solid performance. It's the pressure that I think that I think people need to kind of take into consideration. That amount of pressure and still winning like that, respect it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, let me ask another question then. Um, how much better do you think you can get from here? You guys think? Interesting, isn't it? Like now though, with Xavier Miller and Knight there, and I, this, look, I think there's an opportunity for him to get better. Sometimes I'm always like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's like Derek Chisora's got Buddy McGirt. It's still going to be Derek Chisora. Like, what's, what's, what's Buddy McGirt going to do in six weeks with Chisora? I mean, that's just not possible, is it? It's still yeah. going to be that guy. But I do think if he can stick with Xavier Miller for a long time, another four or five camps. I think he's going to make some improvements, enough to get past the real big boys of the division. I, I don't see it, but enough to kind of handle the other guys in and around him, possibly. So the, the Andy Ruiz's maybe, the, the Hergovic's, the Michael Hunter's. Yeah, possibly, but I don't see enough of this Dylan White, regardless of who's in his corner, that can beat AJ or Fury. I, I just don't see it. No, yeah. I, I agree with you, Adi. I think his... His level is always going to be, like you said, in between that fourth and that ten. He's he's like um, almost like I don't want to call him a gatekeeper because that, I think hey, he's better no, than a yeah. gatekeeper, yeah, right? But he's still he's still a level below that elite. And you're right, he could. I don't think he's going to get any better. And I think he could he could probably lose to Ruiz. He yeah. could lose to a lot of these men that are in like between even even maybe down, you know. There's some there's some heavyweights coming up now that you know potentially he might be in trouble against, and um, I just think there isn't. I don't think we can really um, say with Dillian that we he's going to get to X Y Z level. I think this is his level, and I think this was a great win for him. I thought he looked fantastic, but I don't see him now going to this ne- next extra level where he can you know break the barrier of getting into that top four heavyweights. Um, personally. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think he's done well to get where he's got as well. I mean, this is a guy that was a kickboxer coming up. I mean, hardly any amateur experience. Like, you know, you've probably seen the interview where he's talking about fighting in leisure centres and in town halls in front of 50, 60, 100 people. For him to get where he is now, a pay-per-view guy on the cusp of a world title fight. I mean, I, I you got to respect him, man. You, you honestly yeah. got to respect him. because there Samson are- always says that he's overachieved. Yeah, man, it's overachieved. There's some guys over here that I never thought would do that. It's almost like a bit like Tony Bellew. I never thought Tony Bellew would be a millionaire beating David Hay. Or like, (laughs) never in my life. Or Anthony Crawler, that man. And I think Dylan White's overachieved. So anything now for me is a bonus. So if his new training team can get him in 
and make some more money in pay-per-view fights, it's it's well done. If Dylan White wins a world title, everyone thinks it's a given he wins a world title. I don't see it personally, but if he can win a world title, then my God, he he's has done every box. He has literally given every ounce of what he's got. Really, yeah. this should have been the world title fight for him, right? This this kind of like... Because who, who is he going to win a world title against? He, he needs to wait for the belts to fragment, which I think it will. Mm. I feel like after AJ Fury won and then the WBO goes, and after AJ Fury 2, if Fury wins, I feel like he's going to retire, personally. Yeah. And that's yeah. just going to fragment the belts. If AJ wins now, then it's a bit, maybe a bit more, te- might be a bit harder, but I, I feel like the if the belts fragment, then Dylan can get his, his title shot, win the belt against a, I don't know, a guy who should yeah. be you know, the problem is, though, yeah, look at if the belts do fragment, for example, obviously, look, the WBA one's the easier route, right? Because that's mm. Trevor Bryan and Manuel Char. The mm. other routes, the WBC, the next in line is Wilder. You have to fight Wilder for the vacant WBC. The WBO is Alexander Usyk. He has to fight Usyk. And then you've got the IBF. Yeah. He has to fight the winner of Hergovic Hunter. So I mean, they're all tough fights, man. All they're, tough all fights. Fights. they're all pick them, like... with the Trevor Bryant route because everything yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Let, let's talk a little bit about the Wilder fight because, you know, it, it, this is Deontay, um, uh, Dillian, sorry, said, um, you know, after the fight that, you know, basically alluded to Deontay not wanting the fight, really. And mm. um, I've always wanted that fight. I've always wanted that fight because, you see, I'm not a big Deontay fan. And I feel like Deontay really struggles against people who can fight and will take the fight to him. Um, and I... I'm not saying White would win because I think he would still be quite a strong underdog in that fight. But I can see Dillian causing um, Deontay some real issues in that fight, man. Like proper, proper issues. I, I, I can see Dillian winning that. Although yeah. I still feel like Deontay's yeah. favorite, I can definitely see Dillian winning that. Again, like you said, Deontay does not know how to fight when he's under pressure. He just doesn't. And it Dillian, depends what Deontay wanted we get. I think Dillian might get knocked out, man. Dillian will put pressure on him. Dylan will 100% put pressure. Again, I've got Deontay favour because th- that one-two is the best one-two in the division. And that one-two will put anyone to sleep. No doubt about that. But I it feel like that, round right? one, Dylan's got 84-inch reach. As like He's got crazy long arms. From round one, he's going to be on Deontay's arse. He's going to stick what it. Happens, what happens when... when Deontay uh, can't fight backwards. That's what, happens, like, what happens when Wilder yeah. lands on Dylan and makes Dylan think about what he's doing? It, but you, you say what happens? It basically Wilder has to land early. He has to hurt. He has to hit Dylan He has to hit Dylan hard early. Tyson, you say that, yeah. You say he has to hit Tyson. He has to land early. Let's not forget in the first fight against Luis Ortiz knocked him out in the tenth. So that yeah, power but, was there until the tenth, and then, I, even I, in the first fight with Fury, put him down in the twelfth. I, I, I agree. Wilder stays until Wild, the Wilder, end. Wilder's got staying power. He's got late power. But the difference between Ortiz and the difference between what um. Fury, especially Fury 1, is White has power. White is going to try to knock you out. Ortiz, when he was beating up um, Wilder, yeah, basically yeah, got yeah, old. Nothing. Yeah. After the sixth round, he got old. After he, he emptied his gas gas tank trying to take out Wilder, it was done. That was it. And that's when he but got Who has Wilder fought that is a like a proper puncher? Ortiz. Yeah. Ortiz is the hardest hero. Yeah. To, to me, that's not like... I don't think that's even top 10 in a heavyweight. Division. I don't think he's a concussive puncher. Yeah. He hits hard, but he's not a concussive puncher. He's you not. Think, you think Ortiz is top ten like currently punchers no. in the in the oh, heavyweight no, division? Of course, of course. no, no, no not currently, no, not currently now, no. But Ben, 
then at the time, yeah, that that, that mm-hmm. guy could that guy could smack a little bit. You know, there ain't, there ain't that many huge concussive one punch chaos in the heavyweight division. I mean, we like like we also Daniel Dubois was. I mean, and Daniel Dubois was looking at tomato cans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Daniel Dubois oh, was looking no. at the Fujimotos and the lattes of the world. And everyone got a bit excited. Hit Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce didn't move. Had to back up a little bit. But what Joe Joyce different. Joe Joyce's chin's a bit, you know. Joe Joyce's chin mad. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. It's really mad, but I think we. I think like in terms of concussive one punch KO artists, there ain't that many, you know. Mm. Even That's AJ not... has to whack you a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I think Wilder's you know I mean? the only one. But Wilder I, has I, literally four hammer in that hand. It's yeah, it's a yeah. madness. <laughs> we're, all, we're all saying all of a sudden like, oh, White's got a chance against Wilder. Remember, like Fury. Obviously, Fury's the one that's caused this Wilder kind of dissing situation. Fury's ridiculous, you know. Like no, Fury's not say, normal, you know. That kid. I, I agree with you, but these guys can vouch. Have I always been saying? I reckon Wilder will get absolutely. We won't know what to do if he's get if he's getting pressured. Yeah, I've so, always yeah. felt. You I've always felt. That yes, way before that. We've not yeah, seen exactly. someone. Basically, with PBC matchmaking, we've not seen so. Oh, here we I'm go. Just, I'm being PBC guy for some reason, by the way. I'll be real with you because <laughs> PBC stop fights from happening. That's why I can never rate them. But anyway, that's another. Just discussion. to kind of touch on what Ade was um, getting onto, I think there might be a slight element of because Fury made it look so easy. Does that mean that? Um, does that mean that White can do it as well? Because for he me, especially in this division, obviously we always say AJ and Fury are above the rest right mm. and for me that's something i could see like an agent he can he can develop that kind of fight style and he can probably probably pull it off on the wilder but because that gap exists because those two are so good i don't think it's it's easy to like assume that uh wild will be able to do the same thing especially with those defensive he might not even have to do the same thing i I, I don't think he has to again like i said i feel like wilder started i think that's what everyone bases their their opinion on 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 white winner because we've all just said no 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 no. wilder wilder Wilder, in my opinion beats white he is definitely favorite in that fight i'm just saying i see how white can win that fight okay okay that's fine that's fine that's fine same i I can see white just sticking it on wilder he probably gets knocked out but he's gonna cause Deontay some real issues in that fight. So, uh, and 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 also, just going back to the punching element, I, like I said, I don't think Wilder is. And I know what you guys are talking about: big one one punch punches. I'm fine. Ortiz is, is an example because when Ortiz first came around, everyone was talking about him like you know he's this most ridiculous puncher we've ever seen before and whatever. We didn't quite see it, but. You know, it is what it is. But other than that, I don't really feel like Wilder has fought someone who's going to stick it on him, number one. And number two, give him a bang. Do you know what I mean? Let's test that. Yeah. Let's, te- let's test that Deontay. I don't chin. think his chin is that great either. And, we, and, and also, after being beat up by Tyson, maybe mentally he's not there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. But we say that, but remember, Dylan White just got knocked out as well. Like, he got, he got put to sleep as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh my! I think Wilder coming reckless, like the way he comes in reckless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna it's get. Well. You don't forget something. Dylan White has gone down, yeah, against everyone he's fought, yeah, including Povetkin now for the last how many fights in a row? And you guys think that he doesn't get starched by Wilder? I do think. I do think he probably gets starched. We feel he loses, Samson, but. 
to say that he has no chance. You're coming from a situation... No, I'm not saying he hasn't got no chance. I'm not saying he's got... I reckon he'll do well in the fight. I can, but, but I'm saying... Do, I do well get knocked out. I'm saying I can see how he wins. Like, I, can I don't see, see how he wins. See how I don't he wins. see how he wins. You can't see it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because I can ultimately, see a way of dealing with Ultimately, at some point in that fight, he gets absolutely starched. That's I, it. I, yeah, yeah like, can you I, see I, it? Yeah, that's, that's the thing as well. Like, he, he can't get touched. And I don't think yeah. he has the boxing ability or capabilities to avoid That's where I'm coming from. right hand yeah, for 12 yeah. rounds. If he yeah. gets touched once, yeah. then you yeah. might as well call the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, there, is there anyone else we'd like to see um, Dillian fight after this? Um, obviously, don't, we spoke Ruiz. about Wilder. There's a Ruiz, Ruiz. Ruiz fight. That's a myth as well, that Ruiz fight. Um, I feel like Ruiz beats him. Yeah, yeah. say that. And I, like, I, say this, say, I say this on my channel. They were like, Adi, you're a Dillian White hater. It's not. It's because I'm watching him and I'm... Mm. And I've, I've watched Ruiz, and I think Ruiz is just, it's just too good for him. I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe because, again, I remember I remember looking at Ruiz in the second AJ fight. Where AJ, I'm telling you now, and look, I love AJ, like AJ fanboy, all that nonsense. AJ was frightened to death of this man. Yeah, and I'm thinking, this is a guy that's 300 pounds, and AJ looking like a Greek god, and he was still scared of him. Like, this guy's feet and hands and boxing IQ, and now he's on the Kamblutrol meet as well with Canelo. And that team... <laughs> I'm telling you now, this guy is going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. He's, he's in that camp and everyone in that camp wins. You know what I mean? Oscar Valdez wins. Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia got put down by Luke Campbell. He got up like it was nothing. Bounce. He bounced. He got up like, oh, what's that? Let's go. And I'm like, what's going on? He was I, like that. He was shaking. He was like, yeah, yeah, come. Let me get number one. Oscar fights and he goes to war with everyone. And the way in which he beat, um, I can't remember the guy's name now. I watched yeah, that. He won. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name that he beat. Miguel Bashel. Yeah. He beat Miguel Bashel, and I'm, I'm astonished by it. I'm like, what? There's something dodgy about that camp. And if Andrew Weeze is joining the dodginess, it's a problem for people. <laughs> you're, you're saying a lot there, Ade, without actually, without, you know, going full into the. Yeah, I remember I'm a broadcaster now. <laughs> you know I mean? I've learned how to, like, just, you know. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, let's let's move on from the Dillian um, fight then. Uh, we'll go on to the, the there was a there was a really good fight on that I had no idea was going to be a really good fight, and mainly because I hadn't. I, I'll admit I hadn't heard of the guy he was fighting, and that was uh, Cheeseman against Metcalf. What a fight that was! That was unreal. Like yeah. probably the fight, the fight of the night. night. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And and yeah. Metcalf like. Um, surprisingly to me he was favorite coming into the fight by the by the bookies which you know i don't know if i'm the only one here but like like i said i didn't know who he was yeah. and you know maybe that's just me being a, a boxing casual there but um cheeseman was just really really good and that's the best i've ever seen cheeseman fight personally i think i think because they're like the same level i feel like those sort of fights when people are around the same level they technically like they're not technically perfect there's they have mm. flaws and they just they lack throwing punches you're gonna get a good fight and i feel like metcalf i feel like right now 154 pounds the british level a lot of people are around the same level like you can mix and match them and you get a lot of good fights and i feel like that's one of the reasons why that fight turned out the way it did if they fought if they fought again i could see metcalf win or i can't it'll be much the same i think it'll be the same as well i thought cheeseman just outclassed him like oh, no, 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 no. I, I didn't mean the ending, sorry, but I mean the fight itself will be much the same. We just tops in terms. Yeah, um, I feel like it was tops. Like they both had moments. It was a great. Yeah, fight. same. The ending. That's what she's been hurting. That's right. But they, it would be. It would just be the same war again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, those are those are the kind of fights. Like 
like you say, you could run that back a hundred times and they're probably 50, 50 it. I mean, JJ Metcalf came in, yeah, as a favorite only because he had an unbeaten record. Yeah. And this guy literally had one fight in 2019, one fight in 2020. They're just inactive. That was his problem, inactivity. So I always thought like, if this goes late, he's got a problem just because Cheeseman's gas tank is scary. Everyone knows about it being scary. But you're right. You chuck in, you chuck in Anthony Fowler, you chuck in, um, Eggins and you know, there's so many of them that you just chuck in and they're all the same. Fitzgerald, uh, Hamza Shiraz, but all of them are, are the same. There's no one above each other, really. Ooh, do you I not think Hamza Shiraz has a higher ceiling? Like, do you, do you not think uh, the potential is there? He's just big. I feel like he's just big. That's just big. Just big. Like, you need to you know, really good, so bad about these guys, and then you see them going in against each other, and it's like, mm, it's so, so difficult sometimes to get excited about British 154 pounders. Because when they go into the world of Europeans and they get smashed to pieces, <laughs> so it's almost like, let, let me just see what you got first. Like Fowler wants to fight um, the uh, Spanish guy, I think his name Sergio Garcia, he wants to fight him. And he's good and he beat up Cheeseman easily before. So I don't know, I think they're all the same. I, I really do. I, I, none of them super impressed me. Cheeseman's good. Cheeseman, I think we saw, he's got the better boxing ability, but he takes a whack every fight. He's only 25. And he takes licks Bro, every single time. 25 time. looking 30, man. Exactly. Like, looking, I'm like, sorry, looking 40, man. Looking at Bobby Bobby. You've been wrong to Lewis here. Lewis 30. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I look Cheeseman significantly better than Cheeseman. 100% you do. So I don't know, man. These guys take far too much punishment for me, but um, we'll see. Oh, my. Can you imagine Fowler versus Charlo? Yeah, that would be very good. He was turning his head to blue about Charlo. <laughs> you know what one of them should do? One of them should roll the dice and fight Tim Zhu, Costa Zhu's son, who um, just beat Hogan a couple of days ago in Australia. He's a really good 154-pounder, unbeaten. One of them should fight him and then go to America. The Americans are just too big, too strong. Um, just too big, too strong for these guys, man. I like them. I don't know what the Americans are doing, but they're walking around at like six foot one, cutting down to 154 yeah. pounds. It doesn't make sense for me. Oh. Jared Hurd, six two, Charlo, six foot. I, I, I don't get how they're getting down to 154 pounds. I really don't get it. They just look so much bigger than our British guys, so mm -hmm. much bigger. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, our, our plucky British lads, eh? Beer and fish and chips. <laughs> Talking of beer and fish and chips, um, what did you think of uh, Campbell Hatton's debut? That's what they pay me for. That you know is what, what they pay me for. To you guys, yeah, and to be fair to Campbell Hatton, I can't remember most people's debuts. If I'm honest with you, like... It's going to be I, one I of the most hyped debuts of all time. Yeah, like, one of the most hyped. Uh, like, no, one of them was similar as well. Like, there yeah. are some greats that lost their first fight. I'm not trying to say he's ever going to become that. Look, Bernard Hopkins lost his first fight. And I'm not trying to say he's going to become anywhere. Obviously, he's not going to become a Bernard Hopkins. But, I mean, he's really and truly, he should have his first fight in a leisure center in front of a man and his dog. But what yeah. he does is pay-per-view. It's before Chris Congo's fighting against Mickinson. It's a bit of a disrespect, but yeah. I mean, it's just too much pressure on the kid. Let me watch him in his 10th fight, then I can make a proper judgment. In his yeah. first fight, he's just nervous. And yeah. he's not a good amateur either. It's not like this guy was an Olympic amateur or a world-level amateur. He was a poor amateur. Yeah. He's, he's fights for a YouTube. Wasn't that great as an amateur? So there's a lot to work on there, man, but he's going to get the opportunities. 
I feel, I feel I like, feel like with, with these legends' son, or quickly, I, I feel like with these legends and, and their sons, their sons want to fight exactly like their dads. Like Ben had the issue as well, Hugh Back Jr. when he first came, like they want to because they have the DNA, they feel like they have to copy their dad. And Campbell Hatton, I feel like he needs to get his own identity. Mm. And the moment he gets that, then we can see how good he can be. Because right now he's just trying to throw hooks like his dad's chin in the air sometimes. It's just it's too messy. But again, this is his very first fight. If he, if I feel like Ricky needs to sit him down and say, "You don't need to fight like me. You don't need to be like me." Be it must like be me. difficult though. You've grown up watching your dad, and your dad must be like a superhero to you. So mm-hmm. literally, you've grown up. You probably watch all of these tapes. You've watched all of these fights, Not right? He's probably missed out the Mayweather and the Pacquiao one. <laughs> probably, yeah, no, definitely missed out the Pac-Man one. I mean, <laughs> that's probably not even anywhere to be seen. Like, he's probably watched all of these fights. His dad's a hero, and you've got to try and emulate. It's almost like I remember Chris Eubank coming to the ring with his dad's song. Con, like, Conor Ben doing exactly the same thing. They're just copying their dad. And to be fair, Chris Eubank's now step out of his dad's shadow. Mm-hmm. I remember going to press conferences, and Chris Eubank Jr. didn't even speak. His yeah, dad spoke. He wouldn't yeah. even say. I was like, "What's up with this dude?" Finally, he's his own man now. Conor mm-hmm. Ben's his own man now. So it's going to take time for a Rick, for a Campbell Hatton to get there, but he will get there. He's young yeah. as well. <laughs> Sorry, that YouTube comment. Uh, people are horrible. People are very horrible. Campbell, because at the same time, it's a precious being invited because of the fact that his first professional um, professional debut was a paper pay per view battle. Late on the card as well, like which is mad. We actually think about. Yeah. I, was, I remember watching um, Gross versus was it Gross? I think it was Gross versus Gross versus Foch, maybe it was Gross. No, it was, it was Foch versus someone in Wembley, yeah. And AJ was on the bill, and I got there relatively like mid decent time. And AJ had already fought, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. It. Joshua. Mm. How am I watching Campbell at around like 10 o'clock at night? You know what it is, you know what it is, and look, this is, I don't know if this is wrong or right, but Ricky Hatton, there was a time where he literally saved British boxing. Like, it was all about Ricky Hatton. Like, Ricky Hatton was the biggest name in British boxing for years. Like, Ricky yeah. Hatton would take 40,000 with him to Las Vegas. It was yeah, almost like crazy. the Conor McGregor now. Yeah, so it's almost yeah, like, 100%. my dad had saved the sport, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, like, that, that should jump the queue. I'm jumping the queue because of who I am. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Look, He's going to get exposed. Clearly, look, the talent's not there. I think we all know that. We can see it. But again, let's let's give him till seventh or eighth fight at least. And the guy they put him in with, yes, the guy lost all his fights. That guy's only been stopped once. And 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 he his he um fought another British fighter who was twelve and zero. I forgot the geezer's name. He fought um this British guy who was twelve and zero, beat him, and the guy has never fought since. <laughs> so it's like. I'm not too sure what's going on with the matchmaking there. I don't know no, if they've I, been I, a bit I, like. I actually yeah. like it. He, he gave it a go. Like you gave it a pop Yeah, he did. I like. I yeah, like. Them. You know, doesn't that show you though how difficult boxing is physically? Because mm. let's be honest, Campbell Hatton would have been in the best shape he's probably ever been in, and he was blowing after the first minute forty seconds. Yeah. Now we all play of some sort of sport here at some level back in the day, wherever we do now. That's we don't die after a minute forty. Yeah. That's how yeah. difficult boxing is. Like this is a guy no, that's but... been training for like three months for this, and first minute forty, he's gone. Like, I can no, see but... that there was nothing there for him Think anymore. About, if you're going to any sort of scrap after two seconds, you're tired. You're now done. Think of what boxers are doing. Now, honestly, like, when I used to fight my little brother, I'd be so tired. Okay. You're done, bro. <laughs> these guys are going twelve rounds. Right. Your average fight on the street lasts thirty seconds. Yeah. And they're tired. They're done. That's it. Like, oh, all right, mate. Oh, you win. You win. <laughs> it's done. Like, to be, what, 20, 21 years old, 
all that pressure. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Got the W. I'm telling you now, again, in 10 fights time, you're not even going to remember the first fight. Yeah. It's, it's one of this is going to be forgotten. I hope he doesn't prove though. I feel like he needs to not, he needs to forget about being lightweight. I don't know if he can, he's 18. I feel like he should be able to boil himself down a little bit more and basically go down a bit. I feel like he should use his size while he's learning, use it as an advantage because at lightweight, there's some big lightweights when he moves. If he eventually, he's, he's five foot five, right? He's quite small. He's five foot five. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like can make, they can maybe boil him down a little bit more, and then Ooh. have him like learn. I don't know why they've turned pro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused as to why it's not like they're short of a of a few bob. I don't I don't understand why they've still not stayed as an amateur for a couple of years, yeah, and right. and just try and just technically work on a few things like the rush to turn pro when he's that young. Yeah, how old is he? Sorry, quickly, twenty. I think he's Who's 18? I thought, oh, okay. He's 20. He's definitely 20. He's young, 22 is fine. Yeah, I did make a mistake. The guy who beat Stephen Adunton was... Yeah, talking about David. That was... That was... Leave it, leave it. Yeah, that was another tough debut, man. But like I said... That, that match matchmaker wasn't good. Like I said, uh, it wasn't Campbell Hatton who fought this guy. The guy who um, Stephen fought was a guy who um, beat a British fighter who was twelve and zero, mm. and and the, the guy has never fought again since. Me so, personally, but, I but feel like, like that Adenton fought was actually quite good. Like he did some good stuff personally. Yeah. Like, mm. he saw Adenton's weakness yeah. and he took advantage. got Adenton didn't look. He didn't look comfortable in there at all for me from round Denton one. Got and the problem about the problem with Adenton is obviously what is he thirty two. Yeah. So they're trying to fast track. It might be a bit old, that, you know. So they've obviously yeah. tried to is fast track him. Yeah, he's that old, bro. Okay, he's no. that old, man. So, um, and you know, I, I watch him on Instagram and he's in a ridiculously good shape. He's sparring mad. it. Mad. mad. And then, but you can't put muscles on the chin. <laughs> can't put muscles on the chin. And you know what? It wasn't even like a knockdown, get back up. He was, he was down. He was down. You watch that fight back here. You know that, that, that same right hand was landing from that. Yeah, first round. Watching that fight, I clocked as well. I feel like the BT commentary is much better than this guy, in my opinion. It's much better. I hate BT commentary. I think it's much better. I like Richie Woodall, but it just seems, you know what it seems? It reminds me of like, BT just reminds me of like when you go into Morrison's. I feel like I'm up north somewhere. (laughs) It's old. It's old. It's old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. That, that roast chicken yeah. going around in there. The only reason why I say that because <laughs> things that I wasn't noticing, <laughs> things in the fight that I didn't notice, they were actually like they kept oh, talking okay, about yeah. it. Then I noticed, like for example, what Samson said, how you kept landing that right hand. I didn't notice at the start, but I don't watched it back, and I heard the commentators kept they kept saying that he was finding the home with that right hand. And mm. I saw it, and with Sky, like if they have a favorite fighter, like I always yeah. go back to the Richard Progress and um, versus Josh Taylor fight. They, if they have one fighter they like, or there's just always an agenda at the commentary. Um, yeah, but it's always an agenda against specific. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much, but I feel like with BT, they have a specific agenda against a certain group of people. All every single one, every single commentator is doing. Uh, all broadcasting. Mm, it's, it's true. Have you heard? Have you heard? Um, what's Bradley? Tim Bradley on ESPN. That guy was sick. Like, if you're an Indian fighter, you've got Team Bradley, my God, you are the best fighter walking this earth. Like, mm-hmm. all them do it, too, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I'm not really too amazed by that. It's me yeah. watching the noise. The only one that I feel like doesn't have too much of an agenda, they don't use him anymore, obviously, because of what he said, was Paulie Malinaji. He just yeah. saying what he seems to want to say. 
Yeah, and, um, maybe that's why they don't they don't use yeah. him. Yeah, like he just says yeah. what he wants, and like I I work for Sky now and again, and I know that they they don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you can't really be on the booth and saying stuff like you're not supposed to. Have you seen that skit um, with the the, the fo- you know the kids that do the yeah, football oh my God, with the yeah, Mika yeah, Richards yeah. one? Have you seen it? Yes. That is hilarious. Is that, is that a bit like what it's like at Sky, where they got someone, you know, in the in the, in the earpiece? Like, Sky is very, like, it's weird because obviously you do, you are, like, earpiece stuff. So it's mm. weird. Obviously, you're talking down the barrel like this, but you do have a director in one ear and a producer in the other ear kind of telling you what's what. Mm. Um, so obviously, like, oh, mad stuff. Like, if so, obviously, when I'm doing the stuff for Sky, I'm doing their football things. So, like, I'll be reading the auto cue. So that's the screen where the writing goes down and you're reading it. But then they're saying things like, okay, Ade, look, stop. Like, no, stop, stop reading that line, jump to line seven. And they're doing all this as you're trying to read professionally Shit. to the camera. So yeah. like, Ade, Ade, stop. Oh, Ade, look, we're going to break in 10 seconds. You need to stop now, Ade. 10, 9, 8, 7, rap, rap, Ade, rap. Oh, my God. Break. That's happening as you're trying to be like, hello, and yes, Manchester United, you're trying to be as professional as you can. And you're on TV as well. It's crazy, bruv. Like, honestly, the amount of noise that goes on behind the scenes in your ear that you don't hear, but you've still got to keep very professional to the camera is... How are you not flustered? Bad. You are. What? That's why I watch it now and I see people make mistakes. And I'm like, I know they're making a mistake because... Right, yeah. It makes sense because we, obviously, as viewers, we don't see that. Yeah, shit. so you'll, you'll see the mistake of, ah, oh, this guy's rubbish. But I'm yeah. watching it thinking, shit, I know the producer's saying something to him. <laughs> yeah. Something's happened right now. Like, I remember <laughs> I was on... Sorry, I know we're, we're going to talk boxing. I remember when I was on when Frank Lampard got sacked from Chelsea and we were going to, this was the transfer show and we were going to do something else. And I remember literally the guy was like, Frank Lampard's been sacked. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm obviously, but I'm still talking normal, but in my head, I'm thinking, what? And they're like, Addy, they're like, Addy, how much do you know about Frank Lampard? How much do you know about Thomas Tuchel now? We're going to need you to go. And I'm like, um, yeah, I know Thomas Tuchel, PSG, Dortmund. <laughs> Yeah. And like, okay, okay, and then Addy, break the news, break the news. And I had to go to the camera. Frank Lampard has been sacked, he's been replaced. It's that, it's like that. Oh, it's wow. mad. Mm. I couldn't do it personally. Yeah, no, it's different. 100% you could do it. I, I guess it's practice as well, right? Yeah, I mean, once, you, mm. once you've done something like 10 or 15 times, yeah. you know, obviously you're still nervous. Like, I can't lie to you, my heart is beating. Mm-hmm. Like more yes. than you could ever imagine. Like, if a doctor came up to me and I'm like, what the fuck's going on with you? <laughs> my heart, my lips get dry. Everything is wrong because I'm so nervous about it. You don't want to make a mistake, but yeah. you get used to it, man. Did this guy not get you involved with the boxing stuff then? Not really. So I've only done a couple of interviews for the boxing. Obviously, I've interviewed AJ, Dillian White. I've interviewed, like, a few other boxers for their behind-the-scenes stuff. But Adam Smith really strictly sticks with what he's got. Like, it always will be Matthew Macklin. It always will be Carl Frotch, Johnny Nelson. You need to switch it up, man. They need, they need, they need to freshen up a little bit. You know? fresh faces, Matt man. offered me a job recently, actually, um, to be their guy in the bubble, because they want to basically set up a podcast. They want a guy to basically do the podcast and interview all the boxers and blah, blah, blah. Tell them we'll do it. I thought there'd be a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there'd be a conflict with this, like me doing this, because I want to be honest and say things about match from fighters. Yeah, 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 I, mean, yeah I don't want to yeah. have to pretend that everyone is all of a sudden good. Of course, yeah. there's, there's that there's that balance to be had all the time. Like it's yeah, it, man. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I would tell the last one that I'd get sacked. Yeah, you'd get sacked. Oh my god, I would. Yeah, because you'd have to be honest and say shit. You know what I mean? Like all the same. 
Exactly, exactly. You have to like kiss ass a little bit, right? Mm. Like Amir Khan came on Talk Sport the other day, oh. and he was saying to like Kel Brook, and I was like, I can I'm hearing it, and I was like, please don't come to me with it, because yeah. I thought we were like Ade, would you? And I'm like, no, don't hear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I, agree. I could not. I'd have to like really yeah. be honest and say, Amir, you're lying, bro. Yeah. I, I, and that's the problem. I was like, Emma, you're lying, but yeah. I couldn't do it. So he's like, but no, the no, thing no. is, yeah, that that would be good for for clicks and views. Yeah, so I'm, I'm surprised click, they don't. It won't be good for your job. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't be good for your job. Like, you'll get click. You know what it is? A lot of people want that quick hit of yeah, I said something mad and bruv, But trust me, in this broadcasting world, you're gone quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're yeah, gone man. quickly, like very quickly. You got to be very very careful, man. Like I love Rob Tebbit from Boxing Social. I go on their podcast. Rob yeah. Tebbit pushes the interview barrier a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's he, why he's, he's, the, he's one of the best for me. He's, he's one, one of the, the best. best. That's why he's not always in the bubble. Yeah. That's why he doesn't go to all the boxing events because they're like, well, mm, you know, they push yeah. back on him a little bit. So you've yeah. got to be a bit careful. Yeah, no, I hear you. Rob is the best, but you've got to be careful. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Just going back on to um, Saturday's fights, um, just got a few more to, to, um, to cover. Obviously, we were all a bit upset that um, Chris Congo lost to Michael Mackis. Obviously, Chris came on the podcast um and uh you know that was a that was a difficult uh loss to take he looked poor yeah i, I like chris Conga as well but you got to say how it is man i expected more i really did yeah. i think mickinson's awkward came in self poor very weird didn't he like rushed mm-hmm. it but i expected chris Conga to have that problem for the first couple of rounds because i've seen mickinson fight once before but then i expected him to work it out yeah, couldn't figure him out Right, they didn't, work. They didn't figure it out. Yeah. They didn't figure it out. And yeah, he got yeah, caught yeah. a couple of times as well, Chris Congo. got cracked a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And that shocked yeah. me because Mickinson isn't a puncher. Like Mickinson's, yeah. I think, won 19, 20 fights, only stopped two of his opponents. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did say yeah. that at the end of the fight, this, this should have been a 12-rounder. I don't know why it was a 10-rounder yeah, 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 yeah. fight. Then maybe Congo might have nicked a points decision, but it just, it just wasn't good enough on the night. And look, we all like Chris Congo. He's a nice guy and... I want to see him do well, but you got to be honest, he just didn't look that good on the night, unfortunately. Mm. I know I do that, though. I appreciate the fact that he hasn't come out and said that um, his camp was terrible or this injury, whatever. He just literally said, you know what? He, he had a bad um, bad fight. He'd come back stronger. And I respect him for that, man. I respect him so much for that. Like, when he comes back, I'm expecting to see the Chris Congo we expected. As long as that happens, then then all bless. Yeah. Did he really come into the ring with a Millwall jersey? Yeah, yeah, he that. did. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> oh, he, was, he should have lost the fight straight away. He was it? doing stuff on social media with uh, Millwall oh, as well. Yeah. They both were. Both fighters were. Yeah. I know. I feel like Mickinson had Portsmouth in it. Yeah, Mickinson was Portsmouth. See, Dapo's doing this whole Latin Russia thing again. You know, like. <laughs> that oh, geography oh, is not his strongest point that day, basically. It is, I mean, don't listen you know, to them, man. Dapo, Dapo said Gloaki is Mexican. So, <laughs> so <laughs> did I even say that? I didn't even say that, but all right. I didn't even say that. Okay, you didn't say that. I didn't say that. You implied that. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, the placing of the statement just seemed a bit off. You know, we, were, we were literally talking about Glovakia and he was like, yeah, these Mexican fighters, man. We've all done it. We've all done it. Maybe the producer was speaking in his ear. That's the pressure, brother. When you're on air, imagine that happening on air. You're done. There's no comeback from it. 
What I was trying to say is people online would come for you immediately. All I was trying to say is I wanted a British fight to get a dub. That's it. I don't know how I got the message across misconstrued, but I was trying to say our re- we didn't recently look good with some of our fights in the past, like um Judge Kelly and stuff like that. So I wanted us to, to get to bring something home. That's yeah. all I was trying to say. These guys just started cook, just start cooking me, but it's all good. You know, the only thing about it. the only good thing for Chris Conger is obviously look, he signed to Dillian White. Yeah. So Dillian White fights. Nine times out of ten, he'll be on the he's card. Gonna man. On the card he's yeah. going to get a chance again. You know what I mean? But oh, what does he have to do, though? Is, he, is it back to the drawing board kind of thing, though? It's maybe Marku. Marku's the name, right? Florian Marku's in the division. If Marku mm-hmm. wants that one four seven, there is talk about Ahara Davis coming yeah, up to one four seven. Yeah, you know I mean, those so that there's fights out there, or they, or they, or maybe you go the international route and try and get one of those. Look, he had a global title. Maybe you just try and go and fight some of the international guys because British level one four seven. Conor Ben, Josh Kelly, he's not going to get those fights. Why is Conor Ben going to fight him now? Or maybe yeah. go rematch. The fight was a bit dark. I was going to say, can, can, do you think he can run it back? Run it back? Maybe, yeah. I think that's a rematch he can win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like Mickelson, you can see why he's only got two knockouts. He's very, very economical with his punches. Like, mm. he doesn't waste punches. And someone like that, you can overwhelm them personally. The thing for Mickelson, as much as he's celebrating the win and congratulations to him, I didn't see anything that excited me that Eddie's going to invite him back to be on a card. It's not like, it's not like oh yeah, we've got to get this guy on a card again. Yeah. There's, there's nothing yeah. exciting. He's not signed to a big promoter or manager. So yes, he's got his belts and he's got the title and he's unbeaten in what, 19, 20 fights, but... That it wasn't really a highlight win. Like, yeah, it wasn't a highlight win. If you had missed win. the show, you wouldn't know that you won that fight. Yeah, it was a yeah. shit fight in it, to be fair. Yeah. Wait, did you guys see what was happening in round 12? Because seriously, like, there was been this weird like um, amateur points hit and put your head in the air thing. It's like both of them were trying to convince the judges that I've won. And I'm like, no, man, this is this is a bit silly, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other fight on the night, which you know, I was a bit I don't I didn't know quite what to think about was uh Fabio Wardley's win over Eric Molina. Now I know Eric Molina is like a um a well established heavyweight, but you know, uh, essentially a, a PE teacher. Um, I just did. I really wasn't impressed by Wardley's performance, and I don't really see the hype in this guy personally. But mm. Ade, what do you think? Um, no, I, I always thought it was going to be a difficult fight for Wardley. Not that Wardley wouldn't win, but that Molina is an experienced vet, right? I mean, the last person to beat Molina was Hergovic, and everyone's overly excited about Hergovic right now. Fabio Wardley is an interesting one because let's not forget, this guy has come from a white-collar background. There is no amateur background. This guy was fighting white-collar, which literally you throw a friend and you, you have a fight. Um, so for him to kind of be where he is now after 10 fights isn't bad. I don't like his style personally. I think yeah. he needs to almost go to a very basic, go back to just being basic. Yes, yeah. you can have that flashy stuff you've got in the locker, but just be Can't basic for me. Yeah, I'm not, I hate that kind of thing. Everyone tries to be flashy before they're rigid. Like, be that first and then add that. Everyone wants to be Roy Jones Jr. before they can walk. I, I lost count on how many times he would throw a feint and, like, he did nothing. Oh, my God. I couldn't... His feint was awful. Awful. It was like that. It was like every second was a feint. And I'm like, what it's is like, going on here? Nothing's... He's not biting, so, like... Switch it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, and 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 I want to touch on that point that he's making. Like everyone wants to be Roy Jones Jr. Like even Fury, who everyone believes is the best boxer in the division. If you watch his early fights, he wasn't doing all the, he wasn't doing all that. He was just trying to win, get the basics right. Mm. And I feel like a bunch of these guys, 
um, they've grown up watching, like you said, Roy Jones Jr., Mayweather. They just Mayweather's the worst. I feel like Mayweather's, as we always say, Mayweather's killed our people because a bunch of guys are coming up trying to shoulder roll and don't know how to do it. And I feel like Wardley's is part of that. As you said, he's just he's done white colours for his friends and he's trying to come to the heavyweight division just with a bit of flash and you're gonna you know get it is though it's not and look, we might criticize the fighters and that's all well and good we can critique the fighters but what about the trainers i mean are the trainers mm -hmm. not seeing these guys mm -hmm. with their hands down low and the shoulder roll from floyd and not telling them stop this nonsense yeah, yeah. Stop this nonsense. if you want to begin where you want to get let's do it and that's why we say like where are the very good elite trainers in this country we've been saying it for a long time yeah. you've got yeah. joshua Watsi, who's left the country to go to virgil hunter Rather mm. than look for a guy, I think there are some good trainers here. Like Shane McGuigan, I think, is a fantastic yeah, trainer. We're all a big fan of him. Everyone, yeah, great trainer. But I'm, I'm just sometimes I, I kind of look to the trainers. If I'm a boxer and I walk in the gym and I do that, I expect my trainer to kind of teach that out of me eventually. Mm -hmm. But we're not, it's not happening, is it? So you've got to blame the trainers. You've got to blame the trainers sometimes. Yeah, Tito Lopez used to do that a lot, doesn't do it anymore. You know, yeah. so, I don't know, man. Yeah, after Josh Kelly's last fight, we were we weren't happy with his trainer straight after on that podcast. I remember. Mm. Yeah, Adam Booth is like that, you know. All of Adam Booth's fighters are like that. Yeah. I mean, you go back to David Hay and George Groves, all of them are like that. They all have that kind of weird, flashy style. So that's clearly what he teaches them. Teaches them yeah. Five years ago, yeah, I, I called like him. It. I called Adam Booth an overrated PT and um, personal trainer. I was like, he's not a boxing. He's, he's a tactician. He's not really a boxing trainer. He's, a, he's just a a tactician is it? Yeah, like Adam Booth would be very good with someone else because yeah. Adam Booth really psychologically really get into the fights that you are yeah. the greatest, you are the best, so good yeah. at speaking, so good at putting a game plan together. Yeah, but in terms of maybe just the fundamentals of boxing, yeah. maybe he doesn't have it the way the others do, the top guys it doesn't. do. It doesn't. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, before we wrap things up, guys, I do want to talk a little bit about obviously the news that came out today. I think it was about Amir Khan and Kel Brook. Getting it on uh, five years too late, probably. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I, like I said, I would never, ever forgive Khan. Like, if Khan was in the same presence as me, obviously, he can knock me out. I'll tell him, <laughs> I'll tell him, you ruined one of the biggest fights that I wanted to go to, I wanted to experience because you were scared of Kilbrook. I'll tell him again, it could starch me out 120%, but I can never forgive him for that. I can't, I can't. Like, I wanted that fight so much. This is why I'm so hard on Spence as well. I feel like you you can't do this. No, you can't you can't put roadblocks behind a fight and then keep shifting it until the fight no longer happens and no longer has value. Like I don't care. I can't respect you. Well, the thing is though, with that, yeah, like I like I've done numerous videos saying exactly what you said. Like I I blame Khan for it as much as Khan was getting on with his career, though. You know. So as much as Khan was chasing Pac-Man and Mayweather and didn't get their fights, Khan was in America making some good money, some good bucks, where Brooke was fighting the likes of like, Beezer and Frankie Gavin. I remember I went to that one yeah. at the O2 Arena. If Brooke was on his Sam. own, was, was doing his own thing in his own lane, making big fights, that fight would have happened because both of them would have been monsters. Khan oh, was yeah. so much in, in front of Brooke in terms of star power. Mm. Brooke was like, Khan was the one that was dictating. If, for example, they were on the same level for a while, that fight might have happened, you know. Brooke, Brooke stalled his own career. Like, I know Brooke, Brooke just does not live the life of a boxer, trust me. Like, Brooke yeah. isn't living the life at all. Brooke mm. stalled his own career. Like, I'm a big Brooke fan. And Brooke, we should be talking about Brooke the way we're talking about Errol Spence and, and Furman and them, man. Like, Brooke beat Porter. 
And look mm-hmm. at Porter. Porter's still in the mix now. That's how good Brook yeah. was. Brook ruined his own career. Big and he was time. very good against Porter as well. Like, he beat him Imagine. comfy. Imagine, mm-hmm. like, oh, that, that fight against Crawford hurt me so much. The way Brook just got beat like that killed mm-hmm. me. I, I was like, what, what, what's this? Yeah, Couldn't believe no. it. So I'm angry with Khan. But Khan's been in the fights. Khan's made the money. Uh, Brook's the one that I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Brook's taking his life 100%. He done himself a disservice, and who, who the fuck decided to put Brook in with Golovkin at the t- Golovkin? You know the boogeyman of all boogeyman. They said Brook. Okay, got for from one four seven to one sixty and fight each other. None of the other one sixty guys want to fight. Canelo said Eddie no. Hearn. Cotto said no. Eddie Hearn, Eddie, Eddie Hearn sacrificed him for Eddie his Hearn, yeah, sacrificial yeah. lamb. Listen, but you're not going to make any money fighting. Kevin Bezier, yeah, you, you know, you no, know, but that really fight know. finished Brook, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. for one card. Yeah, <laughs> finished Brook. Not only did it, not only did it take his O, which is massively important, right? Psychologically, yeah. to keep your O orbital bone broken. Yeah. Like, what, what is I going on? Out, yeah. What is mm. going on? Who is that fight? <laughs> yeah, who, who, who is the like? I know we don't care, but seriously, Lewis, I, I, I find I it difficult to, to judge it. I want Brooke Who's to stop. Him. I want Brooke personally because of my agenda. I want Brooke to stop him. Seriously, yeah. Uh, after after what happened with Crawford, that just tells you that Brooke is really fucked. Like yeah. he should be like Brooke is done. If Brooke yeah. lands on his car's chin, Khan's done. Whoever lands first, stop. <laughs> what if they're both landing each other at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> the, thing is, though, the thing is though, yeah, I feel like if Brooke lands on Khan, Khan don't get up. If Khan yeah. lands on Brooke, Brooke could get up. But if Khan lands on Brook, my God. It could be a Canelo situation where Khan was out and he didn't look like he was going to wake up ever again. You, you I'm, think, I'm you, think, you think Brook carries that that sort of power? For Khan, he probably does. Like 151 or 152, yeah, 147. No, 147, Brook is like a Ferrari with no engine. He looks amazing, but there's nothing inside him at 147. He looks great. You know how hard it is, guys, to get... Like, I don't know if you guys have gone to watch these guys cut weight, yeah? It actually doesn't even make sense. No. Like, these guys are not eating, but yet we're expecting them to walk into the ring and be, like, at their unbelievably strongest best. It's, it's so strange how they do it. The, the weight cuts are just silly. They're incredible. So, I mean, Brooke, Brooke would want to fight at 160. Like, Brooke really wants a Chris Eubank Jr. fight at 160. That's what he really wants. So he doesn't have to cut weight. He does not want anything around 147 or 154 anymore. Wow. Crazy. Brooke wins because Amir Khan thought butter was kept in the cupboard. What, what's that in reference to? Oh, that's that's a, that person's watching Amir Khan's documentary. That's, that's a documentary. Of all the things you can watch on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm watching Amir Khan's documentary. Jeez. Come on, AJ. Uh, you know what, yeah? You said that was the news. I'm sorry, man, but you're not going to overlook the Pacquiao Crawford potential bout because. That's what. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna get onto that at the at the end. Sorry, I did. I did want to squeeze that in, but um, yeah. yeah actually, Lewis, on... just quickly before you go on to that, um, mm. that uh, what's his name? Ah, I forgot his name. The guy that got knocked out on BG. Denton. Oh, Denton. Where, where does he go next? Just a quick question. Back to Netflix. <laughs> you know, like, back to Netflix. You know, maybe he's an actor in it, so maybe yeah. he just sticks with acting that he does because, I mean, again. They put you in a debut against a guy to win. That's the debut, right? They 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 really look at it and think, okay, this is one. This is, this is an easy one. Your debut is going to be the easiest fight, and he's not losing as a twenty year old either. Like I said, he's what thirty four, I believe. Um, 
I actually think he only got the opportunity and this is again like, I've reached out to him on Instagram and said look keep going blah 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 but I think he only got the opportunity because of his like a bit of fame obviously he's you know he's yeah. friends with Lawrence Coley, Spard AJ like he wouldn't have got an opportunity on BT Sports if it wasn't for that so he's now I think Frank's going to be AJ agenda. He's given us so much ammo, BT. Yeah. He's, well, I think he signed a three-fight contract with Frank, so he's going to have a couple more fights. But I hope, I, actually, I, hope, I hope he comes back and actually does something like, well, just purely because I, of this win. It's so fucked, man. This chin ain't man. built for it. This chin ain't built for it. I feel like Queensbury are bleeding. They they need something. Frank Warren is stretching for fighters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, look what yeah, happened. Frank Warren has had the maddest year. Like L after L after L after L. Actually, honestly, it's the kind of thing that'll put you in a heart attack, you know? It's his own fault. It's his own fault anyway. The bar, yard, these are supposed to be his pay-per-view guys. Yeah. When I watch Frank Warren interviews now, he gives me like loser energy. I don't know if that makes sense, but like he's like... He's just jealous of Eddie. That's all it is. He's just... there's. I've had this feeling for a long time. He hates Eddie so bad. And I think it's just... You know, it's yes, you're right, he can't match it, but like the way it works with the broadcasters, though, is that remember, like BT are giving this is just an example, by the way, like BT would give Frank Warren 700,000 to put on the show, yeah. Um, Sky give Matchroom two million to put on a show, so so Frank's got to try and do what he can do with 700,000. So, you know, when we say, Oh, the cards are. shit because he hasn't got, he's not getting the same money. Like mm. if, if if it was the other way around and he had 2 million to put on a show, I think the fight cards would be so but Let me better. ask you a question, Adi. You, let me ask you a question. If Eddie went to BT, do you think they'd be giving him 700 grand? Yeah, Eddie's oh. way no, no. no, no, they wouldn't. Not now anyway, not the way it is now. They'll, they'll, they, they would be confident in the fact that he can obviously like put on great shows and get great views and sort of pay it back. Um, Frank was close, you know. And look, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Frank Warren. He tried to sue me. I'm not a fan of him. Oh really? Yeah. He tried <laughs> what, to sue me. Yeah. Warren trying to sue everyone. What? What is this? Yeah, yeah he's the suing man. king, isn't it? He's yeah, trying yeah. to sue people. We're gonna try and yeah. sue us. We better. We better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Done it. Well, be careful. He tried to sue me. I interviewed Barry Hearn, and Barry Hearn said something about him. So I, it wasn't even me. And I put the video up, and Frank watched the video and said, "Oh, if you do not, if you do not take that shit down, I'm gonna sue you." So we had to remove like a chunk of the, what Barry Hearn said from the interview. Wow, oh but he's been so close, you know, Frank. Like you look, you look at the stable he had a year and a half ago, yeah. And that stable was Billy Joe Saunders, Josh Warrington, Carl Frampton, Bois uh, Yard Fury. It's just, it's just almost. I thought there was a period when I thought his stable was actually better than Matrams a year and a half ago. And it's just not worked out. I don't know what's happened. It's just not worked out. It's it weird. could it could always change, right? Look, if Yard mm. wins the Lyndon Arthur rematch or what, whatever happens, we still we still don't really know what's going on there. Um, you know, if if Dubois still quite young, it could change around. But I think Eddie's pool of talent is just deeper. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's wider and it's deeper. I just think if I get the fact that Eddie has um, tapped into international markets now, you've yeah, got David, David Haney, you've got Canelo. It's done, man. It's, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's, too- it's done. And Eddie needed that as well, you know, because I was over here thinking, where's the next star over here for Eddie? Matchroom, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where's the next star in Matchroom over here? Like, now, obviously, look, Lawrence has got a belt and good because Lawrence is now starting to do music. He's becoming a bit of a star. Yeah. But Watsi wasn't moving. I mean, everyone was retiring. He's he's getting some L's as well. Josh Warrington was a big L for him as well. Yeah. 
of yeah. a big L. So like if Josh Kelly was a big L, so he's mm-hmm. had his own L's as well, but it's because he's got that American stable, he can survive. Like he, he's a bit like white in the summer was a massive L. It was a massive L. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. You see, Eddie, he can afford to take the L's. Even in Britain, he can afford to take the L's because I think his his pool of talent is vaster. Like yeah. it's he's just got a, a wider range of t- a, a wide variety of talent. And I think he can withstand L's. Whereas Warren, Frank Warren, Yard loses and Dubois loses, he's in big trouble Man. because that's his pay per view guys. Yeah, it's massive, right? And they they just got to a stage where they might become pay per view. And then yeah. boom, both of them lose. <laughs> and the, the worst thing for even Yard, I know, sorry, we're going over, aren't we? Fuck it. Time's, what, what are we doing tomorrow? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing for Yard is that everyone, Yard fought, Lyndon Arthur was easy work. Yeah. So even mm-hmm. if Yard has a rematch and wins again, it shows where Yard's level is well as well. Yeah. Like he, thought, he thought it was going to run through Arthur. And in the end, he lost to a guy with one hand. It's a bit embarrassing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I feel like um for that when if that rematch happens, because again, Yard has the athleticism to, to just he's, he's incredible. I, if, I think if, Yard fucks him up in the he rematch. He has to, he has to run him over, in my opinion. Yard has to absolutely run through Lyndon Arthur if they have a rematch for him to be looked at the same way as we was looking at him before, him versus Boatsi. Yeah, That's what yeah. Who is, who is, who is, I must be missing. Who is Yard ran over that we think he can run over Lyndon Arthur? No, no, no. Um, he hasn't yet. That's what I'm saying. But that's what he needs to do. If he wants to be, if he wants to be at that level, it's to be talked about on that stage where we can make a future Boatsi fight, world level, win a couple titles. He has to show he's a cut above the domestic level. You know, you know Yard. Yard has done. And look again. Um, this is why I like sitting in this green chair, you know, because when I sit in this green chair, no lies come out the mouth, you know. I <laughs> I had Tunde here as well. And it was quite difficult because Tunde is quite aggressive. He can't even get a word in. But we, we, I think a lot of us are, have been a bit not not fooled by it. But we look at Lin, we look at Yard. He looks great, doesn't he? Let's be honest. He looks like a specimen. He looks sharp when he hits the pads. That is, that, that shit ain't boxing, you know. Like I mean, boxing isn't a bodybuilding competition. But boxing is just about ability and skill, you know. And sometimes mm. I look at Yard and I love him, but I don't know, man. I don't know. There's some guy, especially in the light heavyweight division. There's some, there's some guys out there that, I mean, even Baturbia went to Russia the other day, took 10 rounds to get rid of a guy I've never heard of in my life. There's some people out here that we do not know about. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just don't know if Yard's ready for what's in the light heavyweight division. I, I don't know. I expected Yard to run through Lyndon Arthur, and I, I, I was shocked. I couldn't one, believe what I One thing, thing I would say about Anthony is I think he's, he, he has the mentality of a winner. And well, no, I he's think... there though as well, Lewis. Shit, his mum and dad didn't two of his family members die from COVID. His, his dad, his dad and his nan, his dad and his nan. Yeah. yeah, he he went he went through a lot before that fight. He went through a lot before that mm-hmm. fight, and um, I think he has this mentality of I can't explain it, but it's it's someone who I believe is destined for greatness, and um. He, he just has this unshakable winning mentality that I feel like is going to carry him over the line. And um, the way he works... You know, Lewis, then, when you say this, what are we talking, like, world level? You think we'll win a world title? What do you mean? This, it's always difficult to project because we don't, like like, like you said, there is that, that pool of talent is, you know, ridiculous at that level. And we, we you, you never know how good someone is. But if you're asking me, you know, 
is his mentality good enough to take him past Lyndon Alpha? I think it is. I yeah, think it, I think so as well. In the rematch, I think he actually beats him. Yeah. 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 And then and then from there on in, you know, that might be the the step he needs to take to, you know, pro- progress. He, he's still, you know, Anthony is such a, a novice boxer. You know, mm-hmm. he started so late. You know, he's still learning. This COVID break has, has been awful, really and truly, because he's fought, what, once in the last two years. That's not that's not good for his development. That's awful for his development. You know, since Kovalev, he had one runaround fight in Spain and then had the Lyndon Arthur fight. This is a guy who's still learning. Yeah, but so, you know what it is, yeah, with that, and you're right, like, no, hardly any amateur fights. What was it, 12, 13 amateur fights? Yeah, if that. Um, like, this is a job where none of that shit counts, you know. Once you're in the ring, no one's saying things like, oh, this man's still learning the job. This man's still got a few fights. You're in the ring. Mm-hmm. You're in the ring. Once that bell goes, good yeah. luck. Your, your opponent isn't, the, you know, let me take it easy on this kid. You know, he's only had 12 fights. No, 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 no. You're taking my head off. I'm taking your head off. And now he's fought for a world title. That's it. You can't drop down. So it's like, for me, I, I've always thought that he should go British, European, Commonwealth, that route. But, you know, they kind of circumnavigate it. Mm. You're there now. You're at, you're, you're at the top level. You can't come back down now to British and European and area level. You're there. And that's his that's his biggest problem. They went for another route, which I didn't think they should have got. They got the Kovalev fight. What do you do now? Like, where, where does he, where does he, how, how far do you fall back down now to start learning the trade? He's got to learn the trade at European level. That's that's not easy to do. That's not because you're fighting guys that have got a hundred amateur fights. You're fighting guys that have been in there thirty times. Good luck. It's it's difficult. It's very very difficult to learn. Conor Ben's doing the same thing. He's going through a weird route. He fights Vargas and loses. Where does he drop to? It's a very very weird thing what they're doing. But I like Yard personally yeah, from East London. I like. Him. I want him to do it. But and I'm saying it's just in case he sees this and he sees me. I don't want no trouble. But. I think Yard's a great fighter, man. I'm going to send it to him later. <laughs> I think they should add someone to the camp alongside Tunde, and I've said this. I think they should add I, I don't know who they should, but I think they should add someone. Like the way when AJ lost to Ruiz and they added someone to help him with Rob McCracken. Like the way Dylan White's added someone to his camp. Yeah. I, I think another voice in the camp, another few different ideas, different looks, different techniques can help Yard a lot. Because he does that shoulder roll thing as well. Mm. I'm not a fan of it. No, no. Um, Just before we finish off... um... This has been fun. Shit, it's been fun. Yeah, sorry sorry (laughs) for keeping you too long. No, no, no. There's something weird and nice about filming late. I don't know what it is. I I like it now. we're We're just five guys chatting shit. I kind of forget that we're actually re- recording something. You're just talking. Uh, is 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 Pacquiao Crawford happening? Let's uh, just leave up with um, leave with this uh, topic. Is it is it happening? I thought it was official. Uh, I I don't, I don't, is it official? It's no, it's not official yet. It's just rumors. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I want it to happen. I, I, I want it to happen badly. I badly want it to happen. Like I really, 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 really. Want know it what? Yeah. I don't think it's gonna. Happen. Goes to Pacquiao. If the fight does take place, because honestly, he has no business in the room with yeah. Crawford. <laughs> time time. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I want it to happen just purely because it then gives Crawford a bit, a bit more weight behind his argument for a better percentage, which might push the Spence fight through. Then we finally get the fight we want to see the world weight division. I feel like Bob Barham's just being a bit naughty here, obviously because Teofimo Lopez versus Cambosos is on the exactly the same day on Triller. Um, oh, I didn't know that. So, so I think I think Manny, I think Bob Aram is trying to do that as if to try and scare 
Triller, like, okay, you you, you want to take Tiafimo from me? That is so bad. On the biggest fight I can think of putting on. Yo, can we talk about this for a sec? So what's that's wrong with June the fifth date. So that's I, I think he's just doing it to scare. Yeah. What's, wrong with, what's his beef? He's old. He, 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 doesn't care, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. He's a ninety-two-year-old man. Is thinking, fuck it, I'm dying in four years. Bob Bob, Bob Arum is what Frank Frank Warren would be if Frank Warren actually had some clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a hater. Bob yeah, Arum's yeah, a yeah. hater, man. Bob's a hater. So that's a that's hater. why I'm a bit like cynical. Like, is it real or is he just doing it? Just to scare Tiafimo Lopez. Oh, bro, that, that man. Yeah. That's, that I, that's why I don't because believe even it. how it was announced was quite weird. It was announced for an interview. Mm. So I don't know. Does Pac does Pack have another uh, another fight in him? Does does it can he beat Crawford? Dude, dude let, let, you know Pac Pac man, yeah. You know, like look, we're all well, I'm the oldest here, but we're all quite young. And let me let me join your group. We're all quite young. <laughs> and um all them old, all them old people will always tell you, oh, like the top ten's the top ten. No one can break into the top ten. Like we do it now with football. Like I'm an old school Ronaldo guy. So not the new Ronaldo, the old Ronaldo. Like, oh, no one's better than him. Well, Messi and Ronaldo have come along and done madness. So they they probably are. What Pac-Man's done, it just doesn't even make sense. Pac-Man's a top ten fighter of all time. It's actually ridiculous. If he were to fight Crawford and beat him, I don't even know what to say. Like, Listen, I'm a massive Mayweather fan. I'm openly saying, if Pac-Man was to beat Crawford, my gosh, even I would openly say, definitely surpassing me with career and 100%. 100%. Yeah. You know what's crazy about it? Like, there is talk about Cotto versus Marquez, an yeah, old man fight. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of like a thriller yeah. fight, like Tyson Roy Jones. That is Pac-Man's era. Yeah. So they're yeah. fighting at his 49 madness. So they're fighting. <laughs> 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 so, they're, so they're fighting the, like the exhibition old man fight. Yeah. Cotto is younger than Pacquiao. Marquez is the yeah. same age. And Pac-Man's gonna have a real one against the pound for pound. What's Crawford? Number two, number three, unbeaten yeah, yeah. world champion. It's a madness. Crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Even crazy. even him being Thurman was quite crazy. Yeah, even yeah. exactly. Yeah. When they say throwback, <laughs> no, I'm just saying when they say that use the uh, people love using that term throwback, throwback, throwback. There's not many. Pacquiao for me is probably the last quote unquote throwback fire. Like yeah. he fights everyone, and he, he I've, I've not seen him say no to a fight. I've, I've, I, he just, he just goes. Yeah, out there's, there's no stories ever of our Pac-Man ducked it. Like you know, like you get Canelo ducked early GGG, like when yeah. GGG was really there. Canelo yeah. didn't want to know. I don't know. There's. I don't know anyone that says there's a story about Pac-Man ducking a fight and not accepting it. But, 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 wasn't there? Wasn't there though? Like Floyd tried to paint the narrative, yeah. obviously, about him. And yeah, like, but, he didn't want to do the blood test and all of that stuff. Does that not count as ducking? Don't wrong. I definitely think he's juicing. I'm not going to pretend like I don't think Pac-Man's on the, the good old fresh orange juice. I mean, yeah. Pac-Man has been doing the naughty stuff for for years. Like, there's a guy, a boxer called Larry Olabamiwo that you guys might know. I don't know if you know, he's a heavyweight um, over here. And if you check up his record on BoxRec, this guy was like a wrecking machine. He lost one, then he won like 13 in a row, got popped by UCAD over here, uh, and then lost nine. Um, he basically, yeah, he lost nine. Larry, massive heavyweight, really big. So we're talking about 12 years ago. Like, honestly, everyone was talking about him, like this guy could do some damage. He got popped with every drug you could, like, legally. Like Jerome Miller. 
Yeah, honestly, you know, exactly, you know, exactly like Gerard Miller, but maybe just uh, got the whole perspective on a level. So I interviewed him, I spoke to him, and he was in that camp. He was over in May with sorry, the Pac-Man's camp for a while oh, with Freddie Roach. And he, he literally this man's got stories to tell. Mm. And but he will tell you now that everyone is juicing. I, I even asked him, why did you juice? Like, why did you go into the ring juicing? Because he's been doing it from the get-go, and he's like, everyone's doing it. Mm. Every single person. Yeah. I, I believe that because I watched a Netflix documentary called um, oh, Icarus. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Oh, that. I love that. Yeah. When when I watched Icarus, I thought, Do you know what? Perfection. Just just legalize it because it's it's, it's beyond <laughs> ridiculous. It's it's beyond ridiculous. You know, like everyone is fucking doing it. Everyone Look, is doing it. Pound for pound, number one in the sport got caught cheating two years ago. No one, no, no one, one even le- le- like talks about it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Tyson Fury got caught. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? No one talks about Tyson Fury got a ban. Everyone seems to think that Tyson Fury went off the wagon, put on weight. No, no, Tyson Fury no, was banned. He got caught. Do you know what I mean? We know and talk. Billy Joe Saunders is going to fight Canelo. Billy Joe Saunders got popped two years ago when he's supposed to fight mm-hmm. Dimitri Andrade. Like everyone of all these big fights out there, like Dylan White, all the issues. Dylan White, yeah. Povetkin got caught. He's supposed to fight. De- Deontay Wilder went to Russia to fight Povetkin right. three yeah, years yeah. ago. I got Povetkin's been popped a few times, right? Like literally, yeah. all these people um, are in pay per view headline main event mm. fights. They're all cheating. Yeah, the only the only one who hasn't been popped yet is my king AJ. You know he doesn't he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. <laughs> AJ's full of Eba and Amala now. That's our own PD. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, so he's, he's he's full of jollof rice. He's okay. <laughs> all right, guys, let's leave it there because it's getting late oh, and I can't lie. We've got two questions to ask Ali. What side do the AJ versus Fury. Oh, Fury, wins. man. Fury. Okay. Fury's too good. Louis Fury, unfortunately. And, and trust me, Jide, I see Jide looking at me like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what Ade said at the start of the podcast. He said these predictions are always wrong. So this yeah, is yeah. Good <laughs> Maybe a bit of reverse psychology I'm there from AJ as well. I that AJ wins, but that Fury, man, it's, it's psychologically as well. He just so... I don't know how he does it, man. Just gets the job done, doesn't he? Scares me. Lose the button in your back. I can take it for free. Spence <laughs> <laughs> um, versus Crawford. He wins. Crawford. Damn. I'm a big, big Terence Crawford fan. I love Terence Crawford. I really do. But again, that that upsets me. That fight ain't happening, you know. So to think that to think that this is boxing and we're not going to see Crawford versus Spence is just crazy. Just crazy. Criminal. Just mm. crazy. I love that somebody you you got some crazy people commentating, you know, below. I love it. Uh, we got some we got some good loyal listeners, man. We, we, it, it's a bit late, so not many people join uh, in the lives, and we've only just started doing the lives. Are you guys now. doing a live watch along for Carl Frampton? Probably not. Ooh, what? Be. You know, you guys have got to, like you you got to like up the game and do it. Like I'm doing it. I know it's live on Channel Five, and you don't mm. you know not many people are gonna do it. They, they got to like be super consistent and just do every live watch along mm. possible. Are you doing one? Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I wasn't, I'm like, of course I'm doing it. Dude, I bought all new camera equipment, new mics, yeah, everything. Yeah, you're getting your money's worth. Getting my money's worth. And then obviously, <laughs> like, you get people that will, you know, you drop you some super chats to support and do mm. it, man. Do, yeah. do a watch along, people. Like, the channel will grow and grow and grow. Like, people want to hear a different sort of voice talking about boxing, you know? No one wants to hear the hardcore guys. Like, we're trying to bring in the casual fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and the casuals will tune on to you guys watching it, especially because you guys are young as well. You know what I mean? Like, I've I like got how you keep young, man. I love it because I feel like I'm old, but yeah, 
Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, Ade, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. And hopefully we can do this all again. Um, 100%. You know. 100%. I enjoyed it. Honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. It's nice to talk boxing. I love yeah, it. it is. It is, you know, just like I said, five lads just chatting shit about boxing. Like, what, what's, what's better than that? Other than maybe five lads chatting shit about football, which is, you know, even even better, maybe. Wait, wait, what are you doing in football? I need to come on for the football one. When's that happening? Yeah, I'll get you one. I'll get you one. one. You're, you're, get you on. said you're a Liverpool fan, yeah? Big Liverpool fan. There's a what, difference. What are you doing Sunday? My live watch along. <laughs> after the, After the game. After, uh, after well, it depends in it. If we fucking if we win, I'm there. If we lose, I'm not answering the phone. I'll tell you what, I'll speak to you on Sunday. Maybe you can come on our, our on our football podcast on, cool. on, on Sunday. Yeah? yeah, that'd be nice, man. Talk some football. We're good. All right, all right then, man. Uh Jim, guys, take it you. easy. Uh Ade, thanks for coming on. Follow us on Ringside Fracker. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And also five star reviews on Spotify and Apple, please. Thank you very much. And we'll be back right. next week. Peace, peace. 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 Coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one could stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.